welcome to the unit report with your hosts lucas and troy uh this is march 4th 2020 uh it's been about a week we hadn't had a show since lot from since the uh nhl trade deadline but we're back troy how you doing buddy i'm doing great i just like to clarify yet again that i am indeed the host and that you are the co-host we need to make that clear we're you're right make sure right. it's every we're gonna make sure every single report from here on out that everyone needs to know that i am indeed the host you're right yeah you put in just as much work as i do mm-hmm. i put yep. in i put in minimal effort but this was indeed my idea therefore i am right. the um self-declared host Yep, yep. Uh, by the way, you're going to upload this one, okay? Okay. All right, sounds good. Um, we're going to start with NHL, as we always do. And whenever I made the prep, uh, you know, as your, as the host, I made the prep, uh, the Penguins were in shambles. They lost six straight, but they put on a good show last night beating Ottawa. Uh, what, did, what was your reaction to that game? Game was nice. Brian Rust had, he had the hattie. He did. Uh, I think they look they look pretty good. Definitely having the uh, getting uh, Dimlin back helped them out back on defense. They, they they look pretty bad for the past week. I, I think goaltending is way better was way better than what people were making of it because you know how it is. Penguins lose four games and you know rebuild time. But that's that's Twitter for you. I don't know. I think the goaltending was decently solid, but yeah, definitely the offense and the defense really fell apart but i don't know they look they look looked like the team that they should be so what do you think of it well they were losing to uh some bad teams there that usually that california road trip uh that's whenever we hit our stride we're usually getting like just easy points there and this season it should be really easy san jose is terrible anaheim's terrible los angeles is terrible we lost to all three and then preceding that um we lost to Washington. That's that Sunday before that. Toronto, Buff- Buffalo, and Toronto. So we hadn't won since February 18th. Which I'm not gonna lie. I know you were saying that, uh, like all of Twitter was saying, like re- overreacting. But I was not very happy myself. I was kind of worried because I thought all these moves may have been for nothing. But I've come back to earth. I'm, uh, you know, I'm more rational now. But that was a good game. That was a that was a classic kind of uh, – it reminded me of 2016-17 Penguin game. Uh, you see Rust out there producing. You see Shiri out there producing. Uh, Marlowe, he, he hasn't been half bad. Zucker's been great. I think Zucker's been amazing. Really happy with what he's been showing. But all around, that was a good game. But I'm still not – I still don't think we're out of the woods yet. I That whole losing streak did, did scare me. It had its effect on me. Yeah. I, I think definitely whenever you're looking at the division, because they now slipped out of first down into third. Yeah, and second. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, standing. They dropped uh, Washington's back up top, 86 points. Philadelphia took over with 83, and then we have the Islanders right behind them in fourth. And for the wild card spot, Pens are... They're holding on by two games, but they have uh, you have the Islanders, uh, Columbus, and Carolina right in there with them. So, you know, Even, another one, another one of these streaks, and you're looking, you're five back on a wild card spot. I mean. I don't think they're going to make it, but even the Rangers are kind of in that conversation. But, yeah, we lost those uh, those six games in a row. And while we were doing that, Philadelphia went on a tear, and they won six in a row. So, basically, they ha- we had a couple ga- uh, games in hand, but now with uh, how we lost all of those, they lost all – I mean, they won all of theirs. It's evened up – or they, I guess they have a point on us now. But I still look at that roster, and I'm still not convinced that they're a real contender. I don't know if I'm being naive or if I'm just not paying attention enough, but I'm really still not scared of the Flyers. But as it looks now, like there's a good percentage chance that we're going to see them in the first round. Yeah, that's what that's kind of what it's looking like so far. Is that someone's going to go in the two or three spot, and then it's just positioning at this point. But there's a quite a few hot teams throughout the league now. St. Louis is on a. Uh, Eight-game win streak. Colorado's at seven. Seven-game win streak. Philadelphia's at a six-game win streak. 
And then losing streak, Buffalo lost four and Vancouver and the Rangers are both on a three-game losing streak. So we have a, quite a few hot teams right now. Yeah, and uh, unlucky for us, it, one of them is the Flyers. But, um, yeah, I'm like, like I said, I'm still not scared of them. But Carolina, with all, with all what they added at the deadline, they're right on the door. They're knocking on third place. So holding on to a, one of the Metro Division spots is not going to be easy. But with all the talent that they had come back, like you said, we had Marino and Dumoulin come back last night. Um, I'm optimistic. It's it's just concerning with how terrible our offense was, and we could not get the puck in the net in that um, on that losing streak. And uh, finally, we get Dumoulin and Marino, and somehow that gets better. Which I know Marino got the one goal, but I don't think those two are should be the determining factors on whether we can score or not with all of the firepower that we have. It's, uh, it's, it's concerning, but I don't know. I guess there's still what 18 games left to be played. 17. Yeah. We games. still have like three quarters of the season. We have one yep. quarter of the season. Well, yeah. One quarter of this or three quarters <laughs> through the season. Yeah. That one. Yeah. We had a uh, Marino and Dumlin came back and then Jack Johnson was a subtraction yesterday because he indeed had a kid congratulations so have, to him yeah congrats to jack johnson we now have i guess little jack johnson i think i think i saw thomas was it thomas johnson something like that. i think that's it yeah i was i was going through the uh twitter comments i think i saw my uh, favorite twitter comment so far this season and it was congratulations to jack johnson for having his kid and he should take as much time as he possibly wants off so he can sit and enjoy this kid, and I think the I think the guy recommended like the rest of the season, and then uh, I think it was the rest of his uh, contract. But I I thought that was that was a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like he's probably he probably does not care about hockey right now. He just had a freaking kid. That's way more important. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I would either. So. But yeah, but um, kind of an addition by subtraction. Like I saw on Twitter, they had the practice uh, d uh, pairings for uh i guess for tomorrow night's game and like they were looking really good without him i mean talk about addition by subtraction he really does hold this team back he is not a good defenseman yeah i mean he has his moments he's he's pretty good at scoring on the penguins but you know yeah yeah there you go i I was Uh, worried about where you're going there (laughs) yeah if you count those he's up there but yeah uh, i don't know not worth four mil uh Another big thing that happened since we last had our show is Bobby Ryan celebrated his 100 days of sobriety. He uh, went into the La League uh, program for alcoholism, uh, but he came back uh, for 100 days of sobriety, and in his first game back, he got a hat trick. Yeah, that was kind of nice to see. He got real emotional at the end there, and I think uh, I know his teammates were supportive for him. I think even the other team gave him a stick tap. Yeah. Who they were playing. I think they gave him a, a stick tap just for, you know, congrats, you beat this. And, you know, I, I think it was nice to see. Yeah, I know. It's it's no small feat, uh, the hat trick or the sobriety. Um, I think it's really awesome for him. And earlier in the season, before anyone knew about any of this uh, abuse stuff, and we, we have no idea how long this has been happening, so we don't know if it's been affecting his performance for a few years now or what. But a lot of people were saying that that contract didn't look good. And um, I think he still has three more years, two or three more years left at seven million. But every team, every rebuilding team needs some kind of stability, some kind of guy where they can like rally around an older like veteran that knows who's been through it. And he can be that guy. And he obviously has a lot of adversity if he was able to come back from this. So props to him. And uh, a lot of what Ottawa's doing, I think, is good right now. Yeah, definitely with what they did to trade that line. I think they'll be, hopefully, a decent team in the near future, but it just depends on the draft because that's what they're putting, that's what they're betting on. Yeah, and I think he's, I mean, for better or worse, he's going to be there, and uh, I think he's going to be a positive role model for those young guys. And um, that's probably all there is to say about that. We have a couple injuries. Yeah, a couple injuries. Out of Tampa Bay, we have Steven Stamkos out six to eight weeks with a core muscle injury. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to have that big of an impact. 
but because he'll be black, he'll be back for uh, playoffs. So that's kind of nice for Tampa Bay going into it. But well, I, I, mean, I don't know if that's going to have that big of an impact as people say it's going to be. I I don't know because it it can it can go one of two ways. It could go where they can they rest them until the start of the playoffs, and then you get a fresh Stamkos. Or he could be rusty and just not be himself. Core muscle injuries, those are kind of weird. You really don't know. That, that's not really specific. I mean, I guess for hockey standards, it's more specific than upper or lower body. But it's, I don't know. It's weird. And they're fighting for that President's Trophy or first in the Atlantic. But I'm kind of, I'm thinking that this kind of may put, I mean, it definitely makes it harder. And now the separation between Boston and them is a lot bigger. It's uh, nine points separates them with Tampa has one game in hand, but Boston's nine points up. I say this kind of puts a kibosh on the whole uh, first thing, place thing. They're they're basically probably going to be playing Toronto in the first round. So and yeah, it, it looks like a lot of these are kind of set. It's just a matter of positioning at this point. But I don't know. Some team could go. That's I mean we saw it this week. Pens go on a skid. A couple teams get hot. I don't know. Things can change pretty quickly, but and with with how the playoffs are, it, because of how strong the Metro is, you could get uh, the the first wild card team or the second wild card team could be stronger than the third place Atlantic team. They could have more points than the third Atlantic team. So Tampa might be getting an easier opponent in Toronto than they would in say the Islanders or Columbus or Carolina. So. I mean, this might be a blessing in disguise for them, but I don't know. I guess we'll see in the next few weeks. Yeah, so that plays out. Uh, I believe we have another injury out of Edmonton. If you would, you want to cover that one? Yeah, Mike Green. Uh, he's out three to four weeks, but this was last week, so maybe two to three weeks now. I I really don't remember. But um, he has an MCL sprain, and kind of sucks because they just acquired him. They I I thought it was a good deal. Uh, and he was a great power play option, a good uh, back end offensive guy. But three to four weeks without him, that kind of lines up with, I guess now, like the like the last week of the regular season, first week of the playoffs. And that's a guy that could have helped push them to the playoffs. I think that they have a, they still are probably going to make it, but you know they might end up getting a harder opponent without him. Yeah, I think they're good. I, I feel like that's going to make it a lot harder to uh, catch Vegas, who's in. Um... First in the Pacific with the 82 points. They're right behind. They're only one game behind them. But you have Calgary in third with 75. So Edmonton, Edmonton still has that uh, two and a half games up on them. So take that for what it's worth. But I don't know. I think it, it makes it a little bit harder to just to clinch first in the Pacific. But I think they're in there pretty they, – they pretty much have a second place locked and loaded if they can just keep playing the way they are. Yeah, and right right now is it's it's the uh, that matchup would be the Battle of Alberta, the uh, Edmonton Calgary. That would be an amazing. That first would be that would be a series with uh, Matthew Kachuk, Zach Cassian. Oh my God, I really want to see that. That would be nice. But it's not out of the realm that uh, Edmonton could catch Vegas. Like you said, they're two points back with a game in hand, and uh, the tiebreaker is regulation wins, and they they have uh, thirty over Vegas is twenty nine. So. Edmonton could get the first spot, but I guess I still say this green injury hurts that chances a little bit. He's, he's not doesn't have that big of an impact. Yeah, but, it's only one game, but still, I don't know, it makes it that much harder. Yeah, and a, a weird injury thing that happened was uh, just like the last injury that we're going to report on is the Rangers, Pavel B- uh, Buchnevich and Igor Shesterkin, the new rookie goaltender, were both hurt in a car accident together. And Shesterkin is out a few weeks, uh, week to week, but Bushnevich is back. It's kind of a weird situation there in New York. Yeah, I don't know. For the Rangers, if you're just looking at playoff, it's a it's a bit of a stretch. So yeah. they're fourth in a wild card race with, I believe it's 74 points. Uh, yes. I don't know. I think it's a bit of a stretch. Especially I, with Carolina picking um, picking up a few key players. I think that's going to throw them up there with the Islanders. I think they're going to eventually start pulling away. But Yeah, the Rangers, they weren't supposed to make the playoffs this year. They're still in like that rebuilding year. But 
Bushnevich and Shesterkin are two young guys that uh, I, I mean, uh, Bushnevich is back, but I say Sid Shesterkin because you still have two good goalies. They still have uh, the King Henrik Lundqvist, and they have um, Alexander Georgiev. So they don't need Shesterkin, and he has the potential to be amazing. He's looking like a really good young goaltender. I say sit him till the end of the season. Don't risk anything because I don't know. I don't know what kind of injury they had. Uh, either of them. I just know that Igor's was worse than uh, Bushnevich. But yeah, it's interesting. Not you don't really hear about injuries like that. Most of the injuries happen on the ice or practice, I guess. But um, yeah, it kind of sucks for them. But they're also not really. I, f- I feel like if if this happened to like say the Islanders or like Columbus or something, way bigger effect. But I don't know. They're they're kind of out of the hunt at this point. Yeah, I think that's it for hockey because we already talked about the these last two. Yep. Things. So, so we're gonna move over to baseball. Good old MLB spring training is up and going. Yeah, and uh, the legend, the Orioles first base DH, whatever you want to call him, legend Chris Davis has been killing it from what I've been watching. I saw he had a. Uh, I think he has more uh, home runs than spring training than he had last season yeah, or something it, like that. It's kind of crazy. It's like, it, I, I feel like Baltimore did this. They didn't do it to this extent, but, I mean, they're not looking too bad this spring training. They're 7-5, and five, and I think they're sitting 6th in the Grapefruit League. But, I mean, in all fairness, it's just spring training. But, I don't know, credit to them, because they're really, that's huge. If they can keep this up, this is a huge improvement in comparison to last year. And then you have the good old Pirates who went. They lost. What was it? Seven games. I think. What are they? Two and seven. Two and eight. Oh no! They, they played. Two, they played today. Ten. Yeah, they played today. Two and ten. Okay. They, yeah. They lost to the Braves today. So yeah. And again, <clears throat> back to uh, Davis. You have to like remember that he's facing spring training pitchers. He's not facing like big league, like actual probably going to make it uh, big league pitches or pitchers. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um. I'm happy for the guy. I mean, he had he was kind of embarrassed last year. He, uh, you know, he was hitting like around 100 for the longest time, couldn't get a home run. But um, just seeing him be able to do better, it's uh, it's it's nice to see. It's a good feel good story for him. Yeah, it is. I I think them as a team, they're looking a little bit better. I watched a couple of the games, just like bits and parts of it. I don't know yet. But talking of the uh, speaking of the uh, Atlanta Pittsburgh game. Atlanta's right down there in the bottom with Pittsburgh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, these Pirates are unbelievable. Yeah, I, I just I don't I just don't think any of this really matters. Any of the spring training like standings or scores it, it, in the at the end it doesn't mean anything. True, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many how many star players does Pittsburgh even have? Josh Bell. And Josh Bell. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would have put uh, Mar- this Marte. This is gonna be a rough there, one. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, this Marte's is gonna gone. be a rough one. I don't know. It's kind of funny how this works out because it's like you have um, Milwaukee, who I think they're even a, they're an even smaller market than uh, Pittsburgh, and they went and paid who? I think they paid Yelich that 200 mil extension. Yep. Or I, I think it's eight years. Seven, eight, something like that. Seven, yeah. eight, something like that. You know, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I guess you can show, I guess that shows the difference in um, ownership just because they're a smaller market and they can dish out that kind of contract. I but think they're I think they're pretty similar markets. I, I'm not I heard sure. that they were a little bit smaller than the Pittsburgh market, but I don't know. We, I mean, even still, if you call them the if you call them similar, if not the same market. Still, they're dishing out that kind of contract. Yeah, but like they don't just cover Milwaukee though. They they uh, cover all of Wisconsin. Like also, uh, they get the Green Bay ratings and everything too. Where Pittsburgh gets Pittsburgh and West Virginia, and that's about it. So I think you get parts of I guess you can probably throw parts of Ohio in there. I think Cleveland and Cincy have most of it covered up. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah, that's. It's upsetting because for years we've seen our star players traded away for pennies. Uh, we had it happen McCutcheon, uh, Marte. It's going to happen with Belson. Pretty much, yeah. It's kind of infuriating. It's been the same 
I mean, it's it, the same ownership. It's been the same story for the past 20 years, something like that. What are we going on? That. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah it, I don't know. I feel like it just kind of hurts even more seeing the seeing similar teams with similar, um, I guess, sizes. They can dish out this kind of money, and you know, we yeah. just continue. Pirates continue to sell star players and just uh, whatever. That should be the kind of team that like we're compared to financially. They so if they can like you said, if they can shell out a two hundred million dollar contract, which by the way, I think is a steal. I think for Yelich that's a steal. I if they if they're able to do that for their star outfielder, why couldn't we have done it for Kutch? Why couldn't we have done it for Cole? Marte? Any of these guys. I don't think Marte deserves two hundred million, but we, we couldn't have kept them really? No, that, I that know. guy sells tickets. That look guy at sells how tickets. many look at how many freaking people over the years that have just been wasted. With yeah. they they come here and then they just leave. I think the biggest example of that is probably Cole because Cole was great when he was here and he got even better when he left. And then he yeah. got his like almost nearly four hundred million dollar contract. With Kutch, I mean, I say he probably peaked here and then he like got, got down. He he had he had injuries and we're he's uh out till opening day, we we're gonna talk about in a second here. But he's had his fair share of problems. Uh but the point is is that We've had all of this talent come through here. We develop all of this talent, and right whenever they're starting to become major league talent and like like elite major league talent, gone because no one wants the pay. Yep, they're gone. That's it's been the same story for twenty years. I don't know. They switched it up. New coach, uh, new GM. I don't I, know. I like this regime. I like these. I like the, um. I like Ben Sherrington and uh, I like Shelton, the manager. I like these guys. They seem like. I mean, guys. sure, you can have great guys, but then you know, if you're giving them twenty cents to try to spread thin to fill a clubhouse, good luck. Garrett Cole was getting paid the entirety of the uh, Pirates budget this this year. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's whatever. Close. It doesn't matter. It, it's okay. It's gonna be the same story, and then they're gonna complain that no one shows up. But it's like. I don't know. I saw somewhere where the Pirates want to do a um, a four man outfielder. They want to experiment with it. I saw that. They want to put Frazier back there. I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. No, I mean I might go to see how that works, like one game. But like, have you I ever seen a T-ball game? Because there's probably similar talent. There, and they probably do the four man outfield too. Yeah, they probably make just about the same as well, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, All right, moving on. I was going to say, we definitely got off track. A uh, couple injuries in the in the uh, MLB we're going to talk about. Um, the top one is Luis Severino, uh, star pitcher for the Yankees. They He helped – he's probably the number two in that rotation that they had after uh, Garrett Cole. He's out for the season with Tommy John, and uh, that's – that sucks for him, and that sucks for the Yankees, but they have enough money and talent where they can probably compensate for it. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think they can make up for it, especially with it being so early in the season. You're still kind of testing the water anyways. So, I don't know. I guess you'd rather have these injuries. If, if they're going to happen, have them going in where they have the time during spring training to recover. Because I think if you look at it later down the line, whenever you start talking about playoffs and then the trade deadline and stuff, but you almost rather have these things happen earlier. But I don't know. I, I don't th- unless it's like a whole like season, they're gonna miss the whole season. But I don't know if it's just a couple weeks or months or whatever. I don't think it's gonna hurt him that terribly, especially this early in the season, considering it hasn't even started yet. Well, he's out for the season. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, can, never mind. I read that wrong. Severino. Yeah, he's he got Tommy. Uh, never mind. Down, so. I'm, I'm down. Never mind. I'm <laughs> down. I'm looking at the sale in McCutcheon stuff. All right, never mind. Yeah, I was just Moving gonna get on. to that. I can't read. Chris Sale, Giancarlo Stanton, Andrew McCutcheon, all out till opening day with a variety of different injuries, but they don't need to play in spring training anyways. They're way too talented for that anyways. You were ta- you were very passionate about wanting to talk about this. I so was, I'm gonna the, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be up here. Trevor Bauer has been tipping pitches as a retaliation to Houston, and I'll go into it. Trevor Bauer, who is a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, decided that he was going to start tipping pitches 
as a way for um, so the I think his explanation was so that they can't steal the signs that he's getting for what pitch he's going to throw. So he can just explicitly tell the batter exactly what he's going to throw. So pretty much what he did is he would uh, he would like flick his wrist out, his uh, glove hand wrist out and then just throw like a I think he was hitting like 96, 97 fastball. He would just keep throwing them. He did the same thing. I think he did it for one or two batters. But it was kind of entertaining because um, just the whole, like, logic behind it. But they, they interviewed uh, one of his teammates, and they, they were super supportive of him just with the way that he's – I mean, he, he's standing up for what he believes in, I guess. And I think he's one of those players that you either love or hate, and he's, like, he's pretty opinionated just if you can – if you look at – the stuff he talks about on Twitter and everything else. But I don't know. I, I kind of like it just because he's showing his disapproval of what the, of how the league has handled the entire Astros um, situation. But I don't know. It seems like most people were supportive of him, but he's one of those love or hate guys. So what do you think of it? Um, I mean, I love him. I, th- I think it's, he's just what baseball needs. And He's kind of speaking up for, I think, a lot of the players. I think a lot of the players are too quiet and they don't want to, uh, they don't want to say anything. But I think a lot of them are feeling this way. Even uh, Alex Rodriguez was on the uh, broadcast for the Yankees Red Sox spring training game, and he was talking about how he did all his wrongdoings, which he did, and he was suspended a year and he was uh, he lost all the money from it, but he deserved it because he was a knucklehead and he he'd made bad decisions. And he took all the heat for it, and he and he really did. He like everywhere he went, that guy got booed mercilessly. Yep. And he said, and he was talking about how the Astros aren't getting the proper punishment, and they're not. It's consensus across the baseball community. Everyone besides the Astros fans and the team and the commissioner Rob Manfred, everyone else thinks that they got a slap on the wrist and what, what they're going to take it into their own hands. And Trevor Bauer. He's doing his preventative measures for it, so or he's just having fun with it, which either way, it's hilarious to me. True, yeah. You even have you have these players like Mike Trout who doesn't they don't really speak out too much that they're even starting to say stuff about it. But I mean, honestly, at this point, if you're Mike Trout, I you might start considering going and joining that uh, PGA tour with the way he can hit that driver. Oh my goodness, yeah. We weren't going to talk about that, but yeah, that him, they had a video of him and Bellinger. And because Bellinger's lefty, he did it left-handed. But Trout, my goodness, that absolute was absolute missile. That was a piss missile, man. My goodness, gee, that that's a 300 like yard easy, like that's, that, easy. That's got to be more than that. But I think the the fence only goes like 200 or something. Yeah, and he cleared it. It, it wasn't start, wasn't even starting to go down until after it was way past the fence. So yeah, yeah that guy's amazing. Probably have to. I th- I think that thing. I think the uh, the uh, I can't think of what the hell it's called. Top calls? No. Um. Never mind. I was gonna make some crappy joke, but I can't think of what the damn joke is anymore. All right, moving on. What's the difference between that and the rest of your jokes? Yeah, you're right. They're all just terrible. Yeah. Um. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the Tampa Montreal saga on how they were talking about splitting the season between Tampa Bay and Montreal. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are looking at a similar situation where they're looking to split their their time with Vancouver. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I I I, I think it's just the same thing with Tampa, where they're they're in the, it's the same boat. It's just different cities. Uh, I don't think if you're a fan, you're too pleased. Just I don't know. Because the team is basically saying, hey, we're not good enough for here, so we're going to stay here for half the season. But then you have the whole debate where if they make the playoffs, where do they go and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of it, but whatever, I guess. From what I was reading, uh, it's more of a problem with the stadium, like the actual like, physical stadium uh, in Arizona than it is in Tampa. Tampa, it looks like they're just trying to go elsewhere and see what the – possibility is to get more money which there probably is a lot of money possible in uh, montreal but what i was reading is that the players association might not even let it like the the uh, diamondbacks play 
at Chase Field for much longer because apparently there's a problem with the roof and it gets so hot in midsummer day in Arizona that they can't play. If the roof isn't closing or closing properly or there's not the air conditioning or whatever, it's literally like 110, 120 degrees. And that's unbearable for fans and for players. So it seems like this is more of like a practical situation where they actually like may need to go somewhere else to like to play as to where Tampa seems more just like a like a money venture. I guess. But then in all fairness, if you just like take terrible teams like the Pirates. What's stopping them from doing the split city thing? You know, go to some city where they don't have a team or they're not really real close to one. Go play some games. I'm sure someone's going to show up. Yeah, I don't really we there for as bad as the Pirates have been and how as crappy man, uh, management and ownership has been for the past decades. That's one thing you haven't really heard about. You've heard about pe- new people buying it, like Mark Cuban was a rumored uh, buyer cut like a decade or two back. But yeah. you, ne- you never hear about them moving, which is weird because you think that, like, at some point they're making so little money, you'd kind of Yeah, want but I mean, to- still, I just think that since since one team brought up, you know, potentially having two different – calling two different places home, it's going to get the ball rolling. But I don't know. We'll see. My, I, I think that uh, Bob Nutting realizes that he's that he is a fine situation here where he might be hated, but I think he's he, may, he must still be making enough money to where it's profitable yeah, and it's worth having. So he's just gonna. There's no reason to move for him, and he has the best ballpark in the world. So for now, I mean, I think it's what are we going on? Twenty years of that stadium. Um. Yeah. This season or next season is gonna be the twentieth. Yeah. I Twenty forget. years. I don't know, man. 10, 20 years from now, you got to build a new one. Could be, could be. I don't know, we'll see. Who cares? Maybe you'll, you know, die by then. But all right, never mind, moving on. There's two little tidbits I want to talk about for the World Baseball Classic that's coming up. Um, one of them is Jose Bautista of the Dominican Republic, former slugger for the, Tim, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Was a pirate at one point, and I got a foul ball from him. My only foul ball I ever got while he was a pirate, I got it. 2004 or five or whatever. He is going to be playing the, uh, with, uh, for the Dominican Republic and the World Baseball Classic as a two-way player. He's going to be first and a pitcher. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I, I saw this where he's trying to pitch the other day. I don't know. I kind of think his career is a little long gone, but, you know, I don't know. Good for him, I guess, for trying. His it kind of sounds like the Yarmir Yager situation whenever he left, and then I think he went and, like, played for his own team or something. Yeah, Claudno in uh, the Czech League. Yeah, I don't know. I well, think he's a little little long gone. Uh, Jose, uh, his teammate, his former teammate in Toronto, Marcus Stroman, started starting pitching out for the Mets, said that he saw him throw bullpen sessions back in the day, and he could – brush on uh, 94 95 fastball which makes sense because he was a right fielder and a third baseman so you kind of need a strong uh, arm there for the most part but recent most recently he's been dh pinch hitter so not really sure if he still has that arm i don't i don't know i haven't seen him but it'll be interesting to watch nonetheless yeah true and then you have uh tebow who's gonna go represent the philippines timothy tebow the legend baseball have- hero I've seen him play double A in person. I think he played left field or something. Yeah, I think he's he's an outfielder, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's just had such a strange career where he's gone between the NFL, then I think he went to reporting, then he's now he's trying baseball, but I think he still does reporting. I might be wrong, but... Yeah, I think he might still do college football something, but um, like during the football season. But he was a star in uh, college football. He looked like he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks. Like, I guess he'd still be one of the best quarterbacks now if it worked out. But um, I think he has Philippine ancestry, which is why you're allowed to do that in the World Baseball Classic. If you have like w- like one or two generations removed from that country, you can represent them. So I could represent Italy if I wanted to. You could represent. West Virginia? I don't know. Yeah, Air, that's, that's essentially its own country, but yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, but um, 
that's, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, and it's it's a big name for them to have, and I don't think they have many big names in baseball in the Philippines, to I, my knowledge. I think he's going to be more of an influence, like a positive influence, than he really is going to be on the field. If we're being completely honest, I just think yeah. having him there, and then, I mean, the dude, he's a pretty good dude. I think everyone can agree that I don't think there's too many people that can say that they hate Tim Tebow. He's a pretty good dude. I, I just think having him there is going to make it so much more enjoyable for the fans and for the players. He gets a little preachy sometimes with his whole God stuff, but, you know, to each their own, whatever he wants to do. Um, either way, uh, I think it's good for the Philippines, good for Tebow, good for the World Baseball Classic. Yep. I found a list, and I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about it. On The Athletic, Joe Posnanski, a baseball writer on The Athletic, has been ranking the uh, top 100 best MLB players in history. And a few days back, he ranked Mike Trout number 27. And for, as a reference point, he put Randy Johnson, the star pitcher, 28th. Uh, Johnny Bench, the former Reds catcher, 30th. Greg Maddox, the former uh, Braves ace, 31st. So he put Mike Trout above those names and a lot of others. Obviously, he was 27th best in the world ever. What are your thoughts on Trout being ranked 27th? Um, I guess my problem with it takes out of that just because none of those guys are still playing. You're pay, you're giving you're you're essentially judging a guy's performance, and he still has many years left. I think you have to wait till they retire before you line him up. No, like you're judging a guy off of what he's done so far. So say Mike Trout doesn't hit another ball a day in his life, he's not Hall of Fame. Because look at his career. I don't, I don't think you can do this for a guy until I don't think retire. I agree with that. I don't think I agree with that. But like, you're going based on what he's done so far. Yeah. You don't think based on what he's done so far, he's not the 27th best ever? So far. But okay. then all these guys are also judged on their career. Okay. And I, I, don't, I don't know too many guys that are going and producing the same numbers like their third or fourth year. Then they are their 15th season. Okay, no? real, qu- real quick. Um, you're, you're saying if he retired right now, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer? No, I'm saying if he plays out the rest of his career at the current rate that he's at, fair. Keep him 27. But say he can't, he doesn't hit another ball the day, of, another day in his life from here on out. Not even close. I think the problem with this is is that you're you're ranking a player that's still playing. It still has potential or could fall apart against guys whose careers have already been set in stone. That's my problem with it, is you're ranking a current player against guys that can no longer improve, basically. Like, they, they're no longer going to they're no longer gonna feed the statistic machine. No, I get that. I, I That's my problem. Saying. Like, their numbers are fixed and his are That's still... That's what I mean. His can still change. change. Like, at yeah. the current moment, sure. But, like, you know what I mean? Say he never hits another ball, obviously not. Well, well, listen to these accolades just just for a quick second. He, he hit his debut in 2011. He's only 28 years old. He's only 28. He's been an all-star eight times. He's been MVP three times. He got Rookie of the Year, seven Silver Sluggers, two Hank Aaron Awards. He was a 30-30 club in 2012. I... I, I gotta I gotta disagree with you, man. I think if if that man retired right now, he'd be the first hall first Hall of Famer, first class, whatever the heck. They would make an exception for him to get him in as quick as possible. This guy, I I think it might be a little premature. However, he has the potential to be a top five, top three of all time. So twenty seven right now for him, I kind of get. I guess, but I don't know. You're comparing him against freaking Greg Maddox. He's a pitcher. I don't know. I don't, I don't really. I, I, eh, I don't know. The whole best player thing in baseball is just highly debatable. With it's just the positions are so different and it varies. It's not like hockey or football. But you know, I don't know. Whatever. I guess baseball is just one of those things where it's kind of all over the place just because there's so many different jobs. I guess. But I don't know. Whatever. I say at the end of the career, reevaluate. If he keeps this up, he'll he'll be way up there, single digits. Oh, easy. I I say top three. 
Maybe. But, I don't know. We'll see. He still well, has an, another half of his career ahead of him. And that's going to be fun. Hopefully he might get the playoffs one of these times. Yep. Uh, with Anthony Rendon, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the only thing we're going to – let's say it for baseball. only thing I really have to talk about for football is the Tom Brady sweepstakes. Have you been following? I have a little bit. I don't know. It seems like this this NFL and Tom Brady is like ESPN's favorite thing they could possibly cover ever. I think they're kind of – I don't know. It seems like everyone's kind of like taking this a little bit too extreme. It's like – I don't know. Seems like Tom Brady sneezes and it's like you have 400 people speculating on if you like pulled a rib or something. I don't know. I, I just think he's a little pulled the, a rib. The, yeah. <laughs> what the man, man. do this thing? You're like Tom Brady gets a paper cut. Game time decision. Oh, Tom man. Brady only slept for you know seven and a half hours instead of eight. Will he be prepared for Sunday if he didn't sleep well on Tuesday? You know, you know how it is. I don't know. I, I didn't I have, do its thing. Whatever happens, happens. I have more to talk about, but uh, you know how he has that goofy, like, uh, regimen, like, diet wellness thing that he does? Yeah. Did, do you know, okay, part of it, like, the like one of the big parts of it is he drinks half of his body weight in water a day. How much does he weigh? He's probably, like, low 200s. I'd say probably 210. So he drinks over 100 pounds of water, if water, if you could weigh water to pounds. He, does it. he probably drinks 100 ounces of water a day. How the That's, hell do you drink 100 pounds of water a day? Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't sound right. But what like, I, but, but I read that, and I, I, maybe maybe what I read was wrong. But I, that I definitely saw that, and like, I my my jaw dropped. I was like, "That's crazy." That guy's that guy's weird. Anyways, what I wanted to talk about is that um, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, no longer the Oakland Raiders. They seem like they're hell bent on getting him. They uh they already have a quarterback in Derek Carr, but for some reason they're not content with Derek Carr. They want 42 year old Tom Brady, and uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been rumored to their quarterback Jamison Winston. He's a free agent now. Um, a couple other places have been rumored. The Tennessee Titans. They're gonna both of their quarterbacks Mariota and Tannehill are free agents. So he could go anywhere, but I honestly believe that this is all hyped up, and he's going to go back to New England and probably win a some win, no, maybe not win a Super Bowl, but I think he's going to be good next year. I don't know, man. I think he, I think he should retire and then go and work as the ground crew because the man's drinking 11 gallons of water a day, which is roughly half of his body weight according to you. So I don't know, man. I think he could use some of that water and start. Uh, Watering the field at Gillette Stadium, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I did the math. It's 11 gallons of water is roughly 100 pounds. Yeah, that and th- that sounds right. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Yeah, so. 100, 100. Uh, yeah, just drinks 11 gallons of water and then, you know. That's crazy. That is it insane. Seems fine. That that's how you get sick, man. I, I mean, apparently not. Apparently not. But 11 <laughs> gallons of water. Yeah, that's is that even possible? The dude's a freaking walking water fountain. It's Literally, like yeah. if you took the point and just had it walk around. That's essentially what this guy is. I feel yeah. all, I. You know how long this guy has to go to the freaking bathroom? Like he's oh, probably man. had people stand behind him that have lived their entire life and died by the time he's done. It's got to be awful. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine going to uh, like going into a mall and having him at the one urinal that's available. Like, like, you have to stand and wait behind, like, in line for the urinal. And dude's just pissing for, like, You're there for, like, a minutes. year. You live, like, you live, like, half your lifespan. And Tom Brady's still there. And then you realize it's Tom Brady, and, and you're like, oh, well, you're a god, so it makes sense. But, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was kind of a side note. But, yeah, the sweepstakes, we should find out about things with him sooner rather than later as free agency uh, starts soon. I think the new league year starts halfway through March or something like that, so... All of this stuff will be happening sooner than later. The last thing we're going to end with is the coronavirus sweeping the globe. Just really, it's it's Quite the new literally. thing. Everyone loves the coronavirus, but it's having its effect on sports. A lot of things are uh, either have changed or subject to change because of that. And I'm going to go through some of them. And whenever you want to talk about one of them, just stop me. All right. Uh, the Olympics this year are set to be in Tokyo, Japan. In 
the 2020 Tokyo Games. They've now the IOC, the Olympic Committee, has now given uh, Tokyo a three-month cancel window. So if if the virus gets worse, uh, especially in Asia, they have the ability to cancel it. Or I also read earlier today, postpone it to the end of the year. So that's a possibility. I, I see it. I see it postponed because the three one when, when do they start? Like June. I'm, You're close yeah, to I, that three month window. Yeah. You're within a couple weeks. I don't know. It's it's and, it, and that's. I think at this point you'd rather postpone it just because you know how much money it freaking costs to run the Olympics. It's I, insane. I was gonna say you can't cancel it. With yeah, the, so I mean you can't cancel it with how much of money how much money you spent in this thing, but. Yeah, and it's not just the infrastructure. You're also getting like all of the uh, broadcasting rights and everything. And, Pretty like, much, getting... it's like there's so much money involved in this. It's um, almost it's like canceling the Super Bowl on steroids. Yeah, on steroids. Yeah, quite literally. That's probably the biggest thing that uh, came out about with the coronavirus. Um, some pl- some athletes are, are starting to stop sign autographs because it's come to America now. Portland Trailblazers, a, bl- a Trailblazers star, C.J. McCollum said that it, uh, it the virus is in Oregon now, so he's not going to be signing autographs until all this is blown over, which is respectable. I get it. Yeah, um, the NHL in China, which I think we talked about a couple reports ago, I guess that's up in the air, but it's, I don't know. Looking at this list, it just seems like most of it is, especially with um like sports and, I guess, large crowds. I think I saw somewhere where Switzerland is like limiting events with crowds over a thousand people or something. Yeah. Like you can't have a crowd over a thousand people. Well, but just, I don't know. Just, it seems like everyone's starting to take, um, I guess precautionary, you know? Yeah. Well, just today, uh, the Italy government banned, uh, crowds at sporting events and they're in their yep. soccer and they're in soccer season for a, like a lot of those uh like uh European leagues and it's getting really bad in Italy i think it's the second or third worst behind uh China obviously i think south korea and iran are up there i'm not sure exactly but italy's got hit really hard with this the government of morocco they're considering postponing all sporting events the ncaa's players association has asked the ncaa to um ban fans from March Madness. And March Madness is kind of like uh, the Olympics. That's, that's their Super Bowl. I don't yeah. know how the hell that would work. Crazy moneymaker, but they're saying uh, the Players Association is asking the the uh, the uh, NCAA to say no to fans because you fill it up with 20, 25,000 fans, and with how the projections are looking for this virus, there's a good chance someone will have come across that virus at some point. So... And they don't want their athletes, athletes getting it because that'll kill their careers and put a lot of people in harm's way. So that's one of them. Uh, like more European soccer has been postponed, and uh, like we talked about, a bunch of uh, countries and states are considering banning events. Yeah, before. it's it's well beyond sports. It's starting to trickle its way in, but I don't know. A lot of it's just crowd based and you know, like travel restrictions, all kinds of stuff. Doesn't Florida have it now? Tampa Bay has a couple cases, I think. You nervous? No. Getting scared? No, I think the media, I mean, I guess there's reason to be concerned. I just feel like the media is kind of a little bit, you know, I think they're a little overhyping this thing. Because I saw it somewhere where, like, the odds of you getting the flu compared to, like, the coronavirus is, like, exponential. Well, so, now, but I mean, once it's yeah, spreading, you know. I don't know. See how it goes, I guess. Because remember, we had the swine flu a couple years ago, and I think that was by far worse than this. We had the swine flu. We had Ebola. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'll die away somehow. Yep. Yeah, uh, University. So it goes, I guess, but. University of Pittsburgh's working on a vaccine, so, uh, you know, they're going to kill polio. I mean, they're going to kill this just like they killed polio, so. Yeah, good old Josh Zito's down there freaking whipping up some uh, vaccine or something. Yep. Hell to pit. Hell to pit. But, um, yeah, I mean. I kind of agree. I think it's probably a lot of media hyping up, but it's still a very real thing. And it is. I know. It is a real thing. I just think people are kind of, I don't want to say going to the extreme, but, you know, I think the odds you get in the flu or you like any other like common illness or whatever is significantly higher at this point. But, you know, could be a different month from now. We shall see. But yeah, if we're dead, um, you'll know. Yeah, if there's dead, you know, we made it. 
a whopping like six podcasts. It was a good run. Is this five or six? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, it's good to know you're the uh, host. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if we counted the last one. That might be, might be, we might be on like a report four and a half or something. No, I, I counted it. It was, All right, it was so a good we're episode. On, it was a good we're episode. On, uh, five, four. Do you have anything I don't else know, to say whatever, about sports? We'll figure it out. No, not really. Let's go Pens. Play tomorrow. Let's, yep. let's go. Let's go, boys. I think that's about it. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Follow, follow us on Twitter at the Unit Report. We've been having fire tweets over there. I, did you see the one where I got eleven thousand impressions? Yeah, something. One of them exploded. I think one of them got like. I got ninety likes on it. Yeah, I think you got like ten retweets. It was about. I don't the, know. It was kind of funny. It was the video of Brady and Edelman at a, a college basketball game. Edelman says he's coming back, and then Brady mouths he's not. And I just replied to that, and I said that that's what Brady said. And people like that. People like the idea of Brady not being a Patriot anymore. That's besides yeah. the point. Follow at the Unit Report. Follow me at Lucas Wester. Follow Troy at. I don't even use my Twitter, so just use the Unit Report. If we're being completely honest, I follow, don't. I don't even check Twitter. So follow me and at the Unit Report. Um, Lucas needs the friends. I do. I have no friends, but uh, right. we're working on it. This podcast can get me there. You're right. Um, maybe episode, maybe one day you'll leave your house next week for the first time. And how old are you? Nineteen. I'm twenty. Nineteen years. We're twenty. We're working our way up to it. Yeah, we'll see if I can uh, get out of there before I can start drinking legally. Yeah, I got potty trained last week, so you know, congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, all right, uh, we'll head out. We'll see you next time. I don't know when we'll record, but it'll be a good one nonetheless because. We're coming with fire again. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. We'll, we'll see, see you. Bye-bye.